Broadcasting live from the Out of the Boat Ministry headquarters, you're listening to Cast the Net. Now here's your hosts, Matt Hynas and Sean Fraunfelder. Dear Heavenly Father, uh, Lord, I want to thank you for another uh, blessed day. Lord, we thank you for the beautiful weather. Um, Lord, it is a, a, a nice break uh, from just having months of being, uh, seems like constant cold. It's nice to be able to get out and and, uh, and really feel that that sun. Lord, uh, I ask you to be with us tonight. Lord, we're going to get into your word. Uh, I pray that you uh, just reveal stuff to us. You continue to open um, open up the scripture to us uh, to understand more. Uh, Lord, I, I want to thank you for um, just over the past week, uh, kind of some more angles of, of these stories that I've learned. And Lord, uh, it's, it's very exciting to, to be able to get some things um, revealed to you from stories that you've read multiple times uh, from your word. So Lord, I pray that you do that for us tonight. Lord, I pray that you continue to reach people um, through... Uh, this podcast, uh, Lord, I pray that you um, just uh, just be with us tonight. Guide the conversation, uh, Lord. We're so grateful for everything that you do for us, Lord. We love you, and I want to pray this in the holy, powerful, spotless name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 And welcome to Castanet Podcast, presented to you from Out of the Boat Ministry, and this is podcast number ten, double digits. Double digits. My name is Sean Fraunfelder, and I am once again joined with Matt Hynas. Hey there. And Adam Shine is on the soundboard again. That's me. Making us look good. Yeah. Thank you, Adam. Something like that. Yeah. That's hard work. That's a full-time <laughs> job right there. Yeah. So I want to get into... Um, I, want to, I want to talk about sharing your faith. Oh. Evangelizing, uh, you know, being ready uh, to share, being ready to be a, um, you know, witness, you know, however you want to, but to be able to confidently share your faith, why you believe what you believe, but sometimes looking for that small opening that you can take mm. uh, to to get there. Uh, so always being on the ready and always having that. So, um, so I want to talk about two stories from Scripture that we're familiar with. Uh, so we're going to read um, out of John tonight, a uh, story of Nicodemus and a story of the Samaritan at the well. So that's where we're going to be tonight. And for a lot of you who um, you know listen to this or maybe it's the first time, I don't share a lot <laughs> before I come in here. So I kind of dumped this on uh, Matt and Adam <laughs> as uh, as we get ready to, to hit record. Um, so part of it is, I think it spurs a better conversation. Absolutely. You know, I, I don't want, I want the conversation to be more kind of interactive. I want it to be more like we're having a conversation. So I can kind of prep some stuff. Um, or, or the same with you. If you've got a topic that you want to do, Matt, then you could do the same thing. And I think it kind of spurs a better conversation than... You know, you having your pre-done out yep. things, and Adam, you having yours. You see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. we'll see how it works and go from there. But I mean, that's kind of what I've been doing over the past few that I've come in here with. And, and don't misunderstand, Sean. There, there is 
prayer time that goes into, um, Lord, is there something that you want to lay on us? So these, we don't have like a wheel here that we just have things and we just spin that wheel and whatever stops, we grab, we grab and talk about it. These are things that we've kind of laid at the feet of the Father. Uh, sometimes uh, he might lay it on us right before we come into the studio here. Mm. Um, or sometimes this is something that we, we know well in advance. Right, and I, and I sent you guys a text message of what the next one was going to be, next topic. It was going to be, uh, what's your motive? Yep. And here we are on something completely different. So, yep. th- and that's what's happened. And is, there we go. Right. Yeah. Um, really felt uh, the Lord really kind of spoke to me through uh, a message I was listening to. But for some of, some of the guys that are out of the boat, and I know, Matt, you'll know, the very first time I ever went to to church, went to LCC and saw and listened to Ron Grubb, it was the Samaritan at the well. That was the very first sermon that I heard there. Wow. And that's what started me down the journey that I'm on right now. So over the years, the Lord has kind of used that message as a, hey, Sean, pay attention. And, and that's kind of always what I felt. Because every time that I've heard this, and it's not something that's taught on, I mean, we all know it, but it's not something that's overly taught. Mm. Um, so I always feel whenever I go somewhere and someone's teaching on this, I just feel the Lord kind of tapping me and going, mm. procure yourself. A There's bit. so many messages that can come out of that one story. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't imagine all the different messages that have been made just on that scripture. But yeah, I like, I like where you're going to take us today. Um, I think this is going to be a great topic. I think uh, the listeners will be intrigued and hopefully encouraged. Yeah. So, um, so again, I'm listening to something last week, and this topic comes up. I'm like, ooh. And then, um, and then Saturday happened to me. So, just to kind of tie everything together, I'm going to start off by reading uh, out of John three, and then we'll go to John four. Uh, so. Two stories real close to each other in, in Scripture. Um, two stories that are kind of, you know, on sharing your faith. Um, and I think we can kind of take examples from it. Um, so anyways, here we go. So we're going to start off in John 3. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. For no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with them. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, Unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with every, everyone who is born with the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can this be? Jesus answered him, 
Are you the teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know, and bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you earthly things, and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except he who has descended from heaven, the Son of Man. I'm going to stop there. So in this story here, we have somebody who comes to Jesus and wants to know, you know, hey, what's your faith? What is this? So we're going to have those people who are going to show up who are interested in what you believe in Mm. or people who are, you know, kind of maybe ready-made Christians, maybe people who have already kind of, so those are the ones who are easy to, um, to witness to. Doesn't take that much. You know, you don't get all nervous. You're not afraid of rejection because they've already come to you and they've said, look, I, I have some questions. Okay. But let's be honest. How many times has that happened to us? All right. So I'm 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 listening to this message and I hear this. Well, then the next one we go to is the Samaritan at the well. All right. So we're going to jump to to John four. Now, when Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was making and baptizing more disciples than John, although Jesus himself did not baptize, but only his disciples, he left Judea and departed again for Galilee. And he had to pass through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sakar, near the field that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. So Jesus, weary as he was from his journey, was sitting beside the well. It was about the sixth hour. A woman from Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman from Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that was saying saying to you, Give me a drink, You would ask him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw water with, and the well is is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from himself, and did his sons and his livestock. Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never thirst again. The water that I will give him the water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up for eternity. The woman said to him, "Sir, give me this water so that I will not thirst or have to come here to draw water." Jesus said to her, "Go, Call your husband and come here. The woman answered, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You're right in saying, I have no husband. 
For you have had five husbands, and the one that you are with now is not your husband. What you said was true. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know. For salvation is for the Jews. But the hour is coming, and it is now here, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to Him, I know that, I know that Messiah is coming. He who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am him. Just then the disciples came back. They marveled that he was talking with this woman, but no one but no one said, What do you seek? Or why are you talking to her? So the woman left her glass jar and went away into town and said to the people, Come, see a man who told me. All that I've ever did, can this be the Christ? They went out to town and were coming to him. I'll stop there. So, the second person is a little bit harder to share with. All right. So, if you read into more, you can see where one. On the path to where Jesus was going, he had to go approximately 20 miles out of the way to go to Samaria. All right. So he went out of his way to go here. Now, to understand the the, the hate that the Jewish people and the Samaritans had for one another is like I think that's something that needs to be talked about. Yeah. Because I mean, they absolutely despised one another. Um, so to just go through this town is not something that Jewish people would have done. Right. It's not, it's not a path that they would have gone. So Jesus goes out of his way to head to this town. So... He gets there and sits down at the well. Now, again, if you read into some scholars, they talk about how this well wasn't even the closest well to where this this woman lived. It wasn't the most easily accessible one for where she was. Here it is, the middle of the day, the hottest time of the day, and that's just not when you went, not in that culture. So that culture, uh, from my understanding, is this is what the women did. The women did this every morning they went to the well because they didn't have the luxury that we have. You can just kick open a faucet. So they would all come together. There would be, um, I guess kind of what I would picture would be like like your small group. All right. So this is a group of, of women and probably their daughters. Um, and this was something that they do. They did every every morning. They got together, they fellowshiped, they talked, they, you know, because they were doing life together. So this mm-hmm. was kind of more of an event, you know, going. Well, 
she's not going to go during that time. Right. She's going to go in, in the middle of the, the heat of the day. Well, she's on marriage number five. Hmm. She's living in an adulterous relationship now. I'm going to speculate that the reason that she's on marriage number five is probably because of her adulterous ways in the past. Right. You're living in a smaller community. You know people talk. Which is why she doesn't go with the rest of the crew. Right. So so then she goes completely out of her way to go to another well that's probably not as frequented by the rest of people for even a better chance to not run into people. So here's somebody that society-wise is cast aside. You know, judged, um, not on... I mean, just really looked down upon. Um, so she goes one day, and, and here's Jesus sitting at the well. And they talk about, um, you know, the term weary. He was weary from his journey. Talked about that just being absolute like exhaustion. I mean, that's the part where, you know, there was the, the flesh side and there was the deity side of Jesus. Like, there was still that human side. So she comes walking up to the well, and there he is, and then speaks to her. And what's her response? Like, what are you doing talking to me? Right. Because, one, the hatred that the, the Jewish people and the Samaritans had towards each other. Two, and again, in that culture, males didn't speak to females, especially out in public. And then on top of that, He's a rabbi. Yeah. Mm. So there's a definite no. And that's where I think some people might, just for a side note, some people might say, maybe they don't know the Bible, or or read into it, well, how would she have known that he was a Jew? Well, he would have been wearing um, what the rabbis of that day would have worn. So she'd have known on his dress that, number one, he was Jewish and that he was a rabbi. But it's it's also not too much different from us to say, you know, how someone speaks, how someone dresses from um, the northern part of the United States compared to the southern part. Sure. You know, the accents, the talk, you know, you can also pick up from there. So there's probably multiple ways that she could have, have known. Um, but the engagement that, that Christ had... Um, now, the human side could have said, she may just reject him. I mean, because that's what we deal with when it comes to time to share our faith. I mean, we have that, um, that fear of, of rejection. But it was that small opportunity, that small window. So Jesus leads her to salvation by asking her for a drink of water. A very simple question. Now, hmm. at that point, Yes, it was breaking all kinds of traditions and rules and all that, but it was a simple question. It wasn't, hey, where do you go to church? Hey, are you a believer? <laughs> I mean, you, you see? Um, so it was seeing that little window, a little opportunity to, um, to start a conversation. So... So the reason I tell, talk those two stories, and, and there's some more stuff I'll, I'll, I'll get into with the Samaritan at the well, was this past Saturday, all right? So I was, as I was listening to this message, 
uh, one of the things that the pastor said was, um, you know, if you if you pray for the Lord to put people in front of you that you can witness to, you had better be serious because He'll do it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. We talk about this all the time, and, yeah. and that's what we want to do. So Saturday, I go in, get my wig busted, and uh, you wear a wig. Yeah, yeah, my ginger wig. <laughs> um, and uh, I started in a conversation of, uh, uh, you know, she said, um, hey, you still going to Antioch? You know, so just kind of a, you know, just a surface, you know, question. And I, so I explained to her, you know, what was going on and stuff like that, um, you know, where I felt the Lord was kind of calling me to. And it just kind of left it at that. And, and because she's been there before. She went there a couple times with her yeah. husband. But it was never anything, you know, consistent. So then she said, man, I got sucked in some, into some trash TV over the weekend or over the last few days. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I go, I get, you know, I get kind of sucked into that stuff. And she said, uh, yeah, it was about, um, like, I don't want to say Porter guy. What what's the name? Um like Ghost? No, nah, not Paranormal. 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 Paranormal activity. Yeah. So I'm like, really? And she said, Yeah. And she was like, man, it, it like she's like, it almost freaked me out a little bit to where I didn't want to like go downstairs by myself to get that laundry <laughs> and stuff. And uh, she was like, it was just just one. Uh, this one that really got to me. Talked about this a guy who was in the military, and they they diagnosed him with PTSD, and he had to go to a counselor. And of course, on all these shows, they always have you know actors reenacting what had happened. But apparently, they had had some actual audio, not video, but just audio. His counselor would record their sessions. Well, they would play those, and she said you could hear like when he would start getting into it. Like all of a sudden, he would have these different voices mm-hmm. and these kind of like rough, low, you know, kind of evil. And uh, I'm like, yeah, I said, you know, that's, you know, it, 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 it's a real thing out there. Demonic beings are out there. And I said, you know, I believe if the veil was ever pulled back, we oh would my. be amazed as to what's going on around us. Mm, right? So. So still at this point, I'm not really, it's not in my head of, okay, here's an avenue. I'm just having a conversation with her. So then she said, yeah, uh, one of the freakiest things is when, whenever this thing left him, it went into his counselor. (laughs) And I said, Hmm. well, yeah, that's how it works. You know, if, if if you read through Scripture, and see, and, and what I brought up was um, when Jesus cast out uh, legion. the legion yeah. out of the man who was um, by the graveyard, yeah. and, and they knew exactly who Christ was. I yep. mean, what was their response? What, what are you doing here now, yeah. before the time? Um, and they, they, needed to, they wanted to be cast into something. Yep. And that's why I told her, I said... When they leave one being, they they want to go someplace else. So 
it made me think about when you know Bruce and Matt and Jamie and them went up yeah. and prayed over the because that was one of the things that Jamie was talking about. Like you need to be prayed up because if not, they're going to attach to you. I mean, yeah. so this isn't this is something that look this happened in biblical time. This happened with Jesus. We have to believe that it still happens now. Absolutely. Okay? Now, I don't want to go chasing a rabbit of of you know talking about. No, I just, I just go down that hole real quickly. I know. Listen, look at his look at his eyes. He's getting we, excited. This could be a whole other podcast, but uh, if if that's something that you're listening to and you're like, yeah, go down that rabbit hole, we'll get there someday. Trust me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we will. Not but, today, but yeah, I don't want to get off. Um. So she talked. So you know, that's kind of where I was going, and then she said, like, man, the to hear his voice and what it sounded like. She was like, that just freaked me out. And I'm like, oh, there's a door. I said, if that scares you now, what do you think about being in front of the one who controls all of them? Wow. Oh. I said, you understand that there's only one way. There's only one way that's going to make sure that you are not going to spend eternity with those beings. There's Mm -hmm. only one way. And she said, yeah. And I go, but you have to truly believe. You can't just say it. You can't just be, oh, yeah, I I believe there's a God. No, you have to 100%. I mean, it's clear in Romans. Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. Mm -hmm. We've heard a lot of people confess with their mouth, but it's the believing in your heart that's the different... So again, it was having that little window of seeing an opportunity and jumping at it. So I called Matt afterwards, and I'm like, "Yeah, I, I you know, I was able to take a, you know, a, a conversation about trash TV, and was able to kind of, you know, use that as an opening. So that was the Samaritan at the well." You find a small opening and you take that as an as an opportunity. All right. So then the day goes on a little bit later. I'm at home, and we all get telemarketer calls. Yes, we all unfortunately. Do. So I get a call that comes in. It says no caller ID, no number. And I'm like, ah, that's a telemarketer. That's somebody coming from the Taliban calling. Right. So I bump it to voicemail. I uh, I go ahead and get up and and. I you know, obviously didn't think anything about it. Hopped in the shower, came out from the shower, and I saw that the same number then called two more times. And I didn't notice that, you know, because your little icon gives you the number on, but I didn't see that I had a voicemail. I just yeah. saw the icon of, I uh, thought it was just missed calls. So we're sitting there. My phone rings again. This is, you know, Saturday evening. I'm like, what? So... Somebody really must have wanted to talk to you about your car's extended warranty. Yes. So I was a little bit irritated by it when they called again the next time. Someone had answered it. All of a sudden, there's this guy on the phone. He goes, Sean? I said, yeah. Again, I I answer it with an attitude. And and, and a lot of these people, they know your name and stuff. So he goes, Sean? I said, yeah. Hey, my name's... uh, uh, Brett, and I want to give my life to Christ. I, I said, what? Wow. What? 
He said, yeah, I want, I want to give my life to Christ. I'm like, well, I go, what's, what's, what's going on? And you had no idea who I'm, this man was. No. Right. No. All right. Now, later on that night, I had a sure. Pic- we're I had set, a pic- we're yeah. just setting the stage. Right. No. And I, I, I have no idea how the guy got my number. Don't know. And I said, well, what's going on? He said, uh, man, I've been looking at stuff on the internet I shouldn't be looking at. And uh, I said, yeah. And uh, he said, uh, you know, that's a, that's a sin, isn't it? I said, yeah, that's a sin. I said, along with all of the other things that we do. I said, but, you know, what, what's going on? And, uh, you know, he just said he's, um, he's been doing some things that he really shouldn't be doing. Um, but he's, he's to the point now where he, he, he wants to have a relationship with Christ because he wants to stop what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He wants to t- stop kind of thinking the way he is, doing what he's doing. So at first, I'm still kind of like, okay, is this guy just wanting to do this kind of like a get-out-of-jail-free kind of right. card, or does he really want to do this? So I, I thought, well, let's just go down the Romans Road. Pull out my Bible, and uh, so I started going down through it, and, and I wanted to really explain to him, like, okay, we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You don't understand this, he said. Yeah, and actually, he 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 bumped a couple uh, verses back, and he says, "What does it mean that um, none are righteous, no, not one?" Well, what is that? So you know, I was explaining to him. So we got there, and I said, "Now you understand the wages of sin is death." You know, so we had a little conversation there. And as the conversation kind of went, I kind of thought, man, I started feeling like, man, maybe this is more from the heart. Maybe this just isn't like a, a kind of a get out of jail, you know, because I was also wanting to be clear with him that, look, these desires that you have of what you're looking at, you know, today and tonight, like w- when we're done with this prayer, they're not going to just disappear. Yeah, if anything, it get worse. Right. I'm like, but... But now you have somebody that you need to go to that can help you through that. So, um, you know, and then, you know, the free gift of, of, of grace. Um, and uh, then, uh, you know, if anybody, anybody confesses with their mouth, believes in their heart, um, you know, they will, um, you know, spend eternity in heaven. So we talked about that. And uh, I'm like, you know, do you believe all this? You believe all this? You understand this? Yes. I said, you you want to pray and 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 speak to Jesus and you know start a relationship with Him now? I said, yeah. So we prayed, and uh, I was like, look, you, know, you need to you need to get connected with a group of guys. And I invited him down to the boat. Um, I said, because you're going to be coming under attack. There's no doubt in my mind. Because the enemy's not happy about this. He's not. And he doesn't easily let anybody get away. And he yeah. just doesn't. We've seen it time and time again. So I like to always try to warn people, especially if this is their first time, that look, this is what's, ha- this is what's coming. Because he's not happy about this. So as I got off the phone, and, and again, I'm thinking about this message I had heard earlier in the week. And I'm like, well, that was Nicodemus. Right. But again, how many times has that happened? I mean, this is the only time that's ever happened where someone's called me out of the blue and said, hey, Sean, I want to give my life to Christ. That's, a, that's crazy. 
Um, so that's kind of part of the topic I want to talk about is sharing our faith. And it's one thing that we're, I mean, that's our main job. Spread the gospel, spread the good news. I, I One of the rubs that I've had uh, since I've come back to the Lord several years ago has been the one thing that I was woken up to was what you just said. Our job isn't just to show up on Sunday or if you have a church on Wednesday night to go Wednesday night. Our job is to make disciples. Mm -hmm. Our job isn't to plant more churches. That's not our job. Our job is to make disciples. Well, before you can make a disciple, a disciple being someone who follows after Jesus, you first have to evangelize to them to tell them the good news of Jesus. And so for that to happen, you really need to be offensive, not in the sense of your verbiage being offensive, right. but you have to be on the offense. You have to be looking for people, looking for opportunities, praying for them, not sitting back thinking, oh, please, Lord, don't let anybody in here ask me my beliefs of the Bible. Right. You're not going to make any disciples that way. And I, I believe most of the churches are filled with people I'm not saying that they're defensive. I'm saying they're neutral. They're just, well, I came to church today. They're right. not looking to share the good news. They're not looking to share what you shared with both these individuals. Right. Yeah, I mean, and that's, you know, I get a lot of the same feeling too. Like, and, and I've heard people, I mean, I've, I've heard people say, you know, after having a message, um, you know, I, I was around a gentleman after um, the last Jubilee that Ebenezer had. And um, I, the one guy said to me, he's like, yeah, I just don't, I just don't feel comfortable doing that. So I'm just not going to. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I mean, but I, I, I don't know what you, I mean, the guy's in his, I don't know, late 60s, early 70s probably. I mean, I don't right. know what I'm going with. But uh, I don't know. And maybe I'm supposed to speak up at that moment. Maybe I maybe I missed an opportunity there. Um, but I'm like, how can you listen to that message that was all scriptural-based? Yeah. Um, and then say, yeah, no. Nah. No, I'm, I'm comfortable with where I'm at. And I think that's a lot of where Christianity is. And, I, and, I, and part of that is, look, we are in the church age. We're in the Laodicean church age, all right? The lukewarm Christian church age. That's yep. where we're at. So there's no surprise that so many church members and so many churches are that way because th this is how it's supposed to be. This is the last age of the church, all right? That's part of what Revelation te teaches us. So I guess we shouldn't be really surprised or frustrated or anything by that because this is what it's, it's how it's supposed to be um but yeah i mean there you just feel that in a lot of places you go into yeah they'll they'll share with somebody who you know is wearing a you know i am second bracelet right you know because it's safe you know it's the nicodemus it's safe to share with nicodemus that's he's a pre-made christian mm, yeah you know it, it's not easy to to share with somebody who, I mean, literally your culture and their culture hate each other. 
Yeah, I, you know, to kind of work off of what you're saying, I guess the biggest thing that I would want to ask uh, to our listeners would be, do you go to the Lord to look for opportunity? Do you, do you ask the Lord to put people in front of you? Do you look around in your office space in a meeting that you're having and see people in there who are lost and have empathy for them and say, man, I've got to talk to them. Mm-hmm. Are, are we listening in, in, man, we could do a whole podcast on this, but one thing I think that I need to point out to everyone listening that the Lord has kind of laid on me from your story is you were listening intently to what she had to say. I think in today's world of tablets and iPhones and earbuds and we are so disassociated. And so even when we're in church, are you really listening or are you thinking about going to roosters afterwards and getting some wings and that's always in the back of my head. I know that is too, mine too, but, (laughs) but you know what I mean? So are we really listening to people and thank goodness uh, you were listening intently to what she had to say. And then with that nudge of the Holy Spirit, you seize the opportunity to have a spiritual conversation while you're getting your hair cut. Yeah, and I, and I think I mentioned this on one of the last podcasts of a book I read by Jordan Peterson. Yeah. And, w- and one of his rules, his 12 w- rules for life, and one is is listen as though the person that you're talking to or that's talking to you has some type of really important information for you. I mean, because that's typically not what we do. We're we're listening just so we can have a comeback. Yeah, you know, yeah. and 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 then you're formulating that argument in your head, and you're missing half of what they're saying, anyways. Um. So, but the other part I also want to get into with this <clears throat> that I really love about the story of the Samaritan at the well that I I, I guess I kind of um. I don't want to say breezed over but didn't see, was understanding like the hatred that they have for one another. Now, so we go into to Acts, and you see when Peter is first being called to go to the Gentiles, like w- what was his response to, to God after he got the you know the vision? He's like, no, yeah. no, 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 I'm not going to do that. And, and so he first went to the, uh, the tanner. He was a G- Gentile, and he was going to have to go into the house. Now, the Jewish people thought to go into a Gentile's house was defiling. You're right. They're dirty. All right. They wouldn't eat after these people. They wouldn't drink after these people. They didn't want to have anything to do with these people. To put that into today's conceptual view would be like going into a Michigan Wolverines house <laughs> as a Buckeye fan. <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. Now everybody listening is on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Now that makes sense. Right. Um, so, so Samaritan would have been a, a, a mixture of a Jewish person and a, uh, a Syrian. And this happened back in, I think when I was reading, it was either Kings 1 or 2. Um, anyways, when, you know, when, they, when, when uh, Israel split, and there were the tribes of the north, tribes yeah. of the south, and two went to the, okay, so this, this is where this came from. And, and this is where the hatred for each other started. And then, you know, Samaritans built their own temple. So now you have, I mean, 
Think about how Christians get when they look at other Christians and say, you're not worshiping the way you're supposed to. Right. I mean, you just think about how that. Now, these people build a temple. I mean, so so they thought that they were dirty, they were below. I mean, there, there are some readings that say that, that, that there are some Jewish people who thought that the that Samaritans didn't, didn't even have a soul. Hmm. Like God hated wow. them. Okay? So this is who she's talking to, or he's talking to. So he asked for a drink of water. He didn't have a, a bucket. He was going to drink from hers. So that would have been shocking there. And you notice he sent the, the disciples away. Why? Because that's how the disciples would have thought. Right. So he would have missed this opportunity because, one, she may not have come around because there would have been 13 guys standing there. Mm. How they would have treated her. But look what Jesus did. He sent the disciples, hey, Go down into that town of all the people that you hate and that you think are, are will defile and go get some food. Right. Go eat after them. So the the why I'm pointing this out is once again, here's Jesus. He doesn't give a rip about your traditions. He doesn't give a rip about cultural. He'll cross all those boundaries when it comes to saving somebody. So you have your 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 traditions in churches, and you have your um, you know preconceived notion towards certain people. I mean, in this story right here, he blows prejudice clean out of the water. Sure. And once again, is it is a display of the the links that God will go to save somebody. The lengths that he will go, he will cross all barriers. N- not doesn't matter what they are. To come after you. Doesn't care what people are going to think, because the the disciples came back, right? And and you know, thinking in their mind, like, what what is he doing? And of course, they're not going to say anything to him, and, and, and they say that, but. You're just wondering what this these these thought processes yeah. are coming through. Going, he's a rabbi, he's a male, he's a Jew. What is he doing talking to this woman right now? He didn't care. No. He cared about her and her salvation. So when we're afraid of rejection, when we're afraid of of putting it out there, our you know, our pride, our reputation, what people are gonna think, you know, oh, he's the he's the crazy Bible thumper. I think this is a, a an, an incredible example of how Jesus didn't care about that. And I think that's that's an example that we can lead by example there. And the other thing too is are you going to get rejected? Yep. Yeah. So did Jesus. So understand that you're in good company when you get rejected. I can hear people out there saying a couple of things and I just want to address those those things really quick. First thing I can hear some people maybe thinking is, that's the pastor's job. No, it's not. It's not the pastor's job. That's our job. That's your job. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, if his spirit dwells within you, it is your job to share the good news. It is your job to share with someone what Jesus has done for you. What does the Bible say Jesus has done for them? 
And then the other piece is I think people might say, well, I don't know what to say. I wouldn't know what to say. Take it to the Lord. Go to the Lord and say, Lord, Jesus, what if I were to run into somebody today, what, what, is my, what am I supposed to say? Will you give me the words? Because I guarantee you, if that's your heart, when he puts somebody in front of you, you might not even know what you say 15 minutes later. Right. Because mm-hmm. he will give you the words when and, you truly seek it. And I think the easiest thing to do, and, and I want to, I thought about this from Saturday on. Um, the Romans road is very easy. It is. It's four scriptures that you can walk walk somebody through. I think we should have out of the boat cards, all right, that has an invitation on one side and on the back side is a Roman road. So that way, if I you run into somebody, idea. I love it, and you're 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 drawing a blank real quick. Let's hey, look at these scriptures together. Yep, let's pull these out. You Wallet know, sized. You, you have you have some questions. Hey, let's go right through this. You know. And and I think part of it would probably relax us to be able to say, yeah. okay, I, I've got something here. Yeah. Now you're kind of relaxed. Now you can kind of get into your you know two three minute testimony. Um, you know after that part. Um, so I kept thinking about this just just for us. I like it. And for any of you that are that are listening out there, I mean, you can go do it if you're interested in, in maybe getting some of our cards. You know, maybe we more happy to mail them to you. Uh, but it was one of the things that I thought, well, you know, let's reach out to. I was going to talk to Jamie about designing some of those. But just to be able to have something that you have in your wallet all the time. So yeah. that way if something happens... And even for the people who are listening, write it down on a piece of paper, throw it in your wallet. That way yeah. you know you have it. Yeah. You know, I understand. I mean, we should all strive to, to, to dig deeper on our own and to be able to be able to know this stuff. But we start. everybody starts from somewhere. And mm-hmm. just to have that in your wallet, even if it's a crappy piece of paper just sitting in there, Right. Pull it out. You know what it is. Let's let's go dive deeper. You get your phone out. And you can spend some time with somebody. Right. But but here's the thing too. All right. I want you guys to finish this. All my exes live in Texas. Over time, yep. you'll start to memorize it yourself. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because Absolutely. some of the songs that are not even songs that you really like, you still somehow end up, after you hear them so many times... Yeah, I'm not a fan of country at all. I so. know, but you still knew it. <laughs> I still knew it, that exactly. Was my, that was my point. Yep. So you have these on a card, you, 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 you write them on a, uh, whatever, a note card for yourself, you, yep. you get cards from us, whatever. You start going over this, after a while, you're not going to have to pull the card out. Right, exactly. So that's part of it there. You know, you're you're memorizing some stuff. You feel a little bit more comfortable about it. Um, If you think about all the songs that you have memorized in your head. Oh, my. Yeah. About every song from the 80s. Right. 80s. A lot of the 90s. Most Disciple, most Protest. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, memorizing the Romans Road is not going to be that hard to do. It's just, it's repetition. And I would encourage us whether you're having your own card made or you're just writing on a piece of paper, make it personal, put your number on it, put your email on it. That way, when you give that card to that person after you've shared with them, right. yeah. hey, if you ever need anything, 
And better yet, even if they scoff at you and say, you know what, I think this is all crap. I think everything you believe in is absolute a lie. I don't want anything to do with it. Give them your card. Give them your number. Because do not be surprised if sometime maybe 5, 10, 15, 20 years later, if you're lucky, that person might call you and say, do you remember me? We had a conversation one day about Jesus, and now I want to know more. Mm. Yeah. There's there's one guy from my past that I wish I knew how to get a hold of. And I have no idea. I don't remember his name. When I was in the Marine Corps and I was in Okinawa, all I remember is he was another ginger and he was from Tennessee. <laughs> well, that narrows it down. Right. Um, but he was a strong believer and I was a strong disbeliever. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I had made some comments and some remarks to him that, that I regret to this day, and, I, and I've had to go to the Lord about that because it really bothered me for a long time, and I had, you know, had to really repent from that. Um, man, I wish I, would, I wish I could see him or get a hold of him and just be like, dude, there was a small seed there, yeah, and, and, he, and he wouldn't back down. He was relentless, and he would stand his ground, and it didn't matter. But I never felt like he was like angry with me or talking down to me but i mean that was just and he so that was was the first yeah but he was tattooed up yeah i mean and and now this would have been in the early 90s when tattoos weren't as popular as they are now he was tattooed up but he he was bold in his faith he knew where he stood and i wish Mm. i wish i could somehow find him someday yeah because that's the one person I would be like, dude, look where, look where the Lord has brought me. Right. And I'm sure it would, you know, probably. I wouldn't him. be surprised if he said to you, oh, "You have no long, you have no idea how long I prayed for you." Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyways, that that was my, you know. So yeah, it's great. No, no crazy, you know, challenges for you and your wife or no <laughs> anything like that. Man. You guys were off the hook there. All right. Although I did like the cookies, so I am gonna. Fire up something else so I can get some more <laughs> right, more cookies from Jules. Yeah. So. Um, but anyways, anyone else have anything to share, add? I would... I, I got just a couple things. Regarding the... Um, the paranormal piece, you know, um, we are definitely in a society today that has seen such a spike in the recent years of witchcraft, um, of outright Satan worship. Um, you know, and the one thing that she was worried about that that would be, that would be coming to her, that she would have to, that she might would face something like that. Um, is a spirit filled believer in Jesus Christ we we should be looking for these things because they're there. Uh, we shouldn't fear them because Jesus made it very clear that he gave us authority over them. Uh, so we should know our scripture because that was the authority that he gave us. He used the scripture when Satan tested him uh, in the wilderness. We should always be prepared. So we should always be prepared, number one, to share our testimony to be prepared to be listening intently for an opportunity. I think too many times, and I'm speaking about myself, I'm looking for opportunities, but they're not for kingdom. Mm. 
Right. I need to be better to look for kingdom opportunities. Right. And I need to be prepared for that. And so, um, you know, that'll be my challenge to you two for this week is let's prayerfully consider every morning, Lord, let us be looking for kingdom opportunities today. Mm-hmm. Um, because we we know they're going to come. Yeah. And we just have to be willing to to share those. We have to be willing to accept the defeat of yeah that that I mean the odds of us getting a phone call like you did right that might never happen again <laughs> in your life. Right. But here's the thing. The very fact is somewhere out there somehow that guy got your number, but you were ready when he said, "Hey, I need to talk about these things." You, you were ready to go. And that is a great challenge for all as believers. If if we were to get that phone call tonight, would we go, um, you know what? Here's my pastor's number. Why don't you call? You know what? He's probably in bed. It's 10 o'clock. So here's his email. Why don't you just email him? Mm. We got to be ready. We got to be ready to go anytime, day or night. Um, and in today's world, um, the Dow Jones was crushed today. Um everything is raging in the news and this coronavirus. Listen, I don't know whether it's overhyped or underhyped, but as believers, we should be ready today to have any conversation about the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Amen. Because I got to tell you, there is something in this world that is much, much worse than coronavirus. Mm-hmm. It's called sin. Mm. And it infects 100% of the earth's population Mm. and it will kill you if you do not find the cure which is jesus christ amen right Right. and that so the one thing i I guess what i want to close with is for people to understand are you investing in this world are you investing in the kingdom because there was only one thing one thing that you can take with you to heaven, and that's someone else. Mm. That's it. Nothing else. Right. You can take someone else with you. So share the great gift that was given to you. Mm. Share it and be joyful because, and that's what I was that's what I was explaining to Brett. I'm like, do you understand the celebration that's going on in heaven right now mm. yeah. because of this? They're celebrating for you. For you. This is a, a personal faith. God is, is, is a personal God. Christ was a personal Savior. And they are celebrating for you. So I want to encourage anybody out there, um, I hope that when opportunity is presented to you, um, that you uh, take that opportunity. Uh, but also, I, I don't want people to beat themselves up when they miss no. because, man, I swing and miss all the time. Yep. So I had a really good day on Saturday. You know, it was just kind of like your baseball stats where I went, you know, two for two. Yep. But uh, but Monday I'll probably – or tomorrow I'll probably go 0 for. Yeah, I, I'd encourage everybody this week, um, take your time and intently listen to the people that are speaking to you. Mm-hmm. We would love to hear from you. Uh, if you have a story uh, that goes along with this podcast, if you uh, were intently listening and the Lord put somebody in your path, 
We'd love to hear about that. Uh, drop us a note. We're on Facebook, outoftheboatministry.com. Um, either one of those sites, Facebook page or um, our web page. Mm-hmm. We, we would love to hear from you. Um, if you would want some cards with the Roman Road, if you'd like some of those, reach out to us as well. If that's something that uh, you would need some help with, we'd love to get that to you. All right. Well, I think it's going to wrap it up for tonight. Uh, Matt, you want to close us up in prayer? Yeah. Man, Lord, we thank you for this time. Lord, uh, we thank you as once again that you are a God who is so loving, but yet you are the King of kings. Lord, you created everything. You spoke it into existence. Lord, your voice is like roaring waters. Lord, we humbly come before you. Lord, we thank you for this time that we can speak about you, that we can speak about your love. We can speak about your forgiveness. Lord, we read the scriptures that you went out of your way for someone that nobody else would have gone out of their way for. My Lord, we've been all that person. So we thank you. We thank you that you went out of your way for us when you didn't have to. Lord, uh, I just asked that you would help us intently listen to people uh, over the next few weeks. Lord, you, you would put people in front of us that need to be in front of us. Lord, people that need to hear your word, people who need a word of encouragement, maybe even believers who just need an encouragement uh, from another believer. Lord, I ask that for the people who are shy, uh, who, who aren't comfortable in talking about you, Lord, I just ask that you move supernaturally in their life. Lord, that they become more encouraged every day to share what you've done for them. Lord, I ask for the proud uh, around us, the people who don't believe in you, who are all science-based, that completely don't understand that you yourself are science. Lord, I ask that you put those people in front of us. These are going to be the difficult conversations, but Lord, we know that when we move out of the comfort zone, uh, that's where you like to work best. Lord, I thank you for the folks that are listening to this. Lord, uh, I just ask you to bless them. Lord, keep them safe. Lord, uh, as we spoke about earlier, tumultuous times that we're in, Lord, let us not get caught up uh, in that. Lord, let us just keep focusing on you, your peace, your grace, your love for us. Lord, we pray all these things in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Cast the Net a production of Out of the Boat Ministries. For more information, follow us on Facebook at Out of the Boat Logan or visit our website, outoftheboatministries.com.